Hey everybody, you're listening to Top Quartel, where we bring you stories from the front lines of growth in community-focused financial services. Welcome to Top Quartile. So excited to have Janelle on the show. Janelle, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Dan, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, as we get started, tell everybody about your background and kind of current role at ONTAP. I'm the VP of Marketing and Business Development at ONTAP Credit Union. I joined ONTAP Credit Union 2018, so about four years now. And ONTAP Credit Union is a credit union based in Golden, Colorado. Yeah, and prior to that, I've had extensive years of advertising, retail advertising, different cross-different brands, Kellogg's, P&G, things like that, but was really looking to give back a bit more, and credit unions are that space, so I was excited to have the opportunity to join ONTAP Credit Union. Maybe to help us get to know you a little better, what's maybe one fascinating fact that even people who know you well may not know? I grew up in a 60-cow farm in Minnesota. So my grandparents had a 60-cow farm, lots of land. It was great. So I find it ironic that I started in this really small town in Minnesota, and I chose to go to L.A. and do marketing in my career. So I think that's a bit different. Um, I had an old boss of mine once say, describe me as... I'm California sunshine and Minnesota nice. And I thought that was a great way to sum up my brand and my personality. And I've used that ever since. So I'm looking at in Colorado now. So I need to find that twist to add on to that thing. But yeah, 60 Cal Farm. I think it's a healthy state genuine. You know, my grandfather still lives in a small town. He doesn't have a 60 Cal Farm anymore. He's in his 90s, but going strong. So it's nice to visit him and, and stay grounded. ONTAP has a unique charter and affinity. Tell us a little more about what that is and how does that play into your growth plans at the credit union? Yeah, absolutely. So with a name like ONTAP, as you can guess, it has a nod to beer. We basically were founded in the basement of Coors Brewery by a few Coors employees. Back in the day, the Coors employees to work at the brewery, they had to get uniforms and some of them couldn't afford them 58 some years ago. So they had to get little microloans in order to afford their uniforms. So these employees came to get little microloans so they could get their uniforms and work at the Coors Brewery. And that is how Coors Credit Union formed. And then over time, we wanted to open up to be more inclusive. So you didn't have to just be a Coors employer or Coors family member, but we really wanted to be inclusive of anyone up and down the front range of Colorado but what we really stay true to is our purpose. So when ONTAP Credit Union was formed, yes, we're open to everyone up and down the front range, but we were really here to help those that were in an industry that can go up and down and life changes and just really be there for those that are underserved. And so that's what we're here to do, but beer is our heritage. So we make sure we infuse a little beer into everything we do. Even our tellers, their name tags are on a tap handle and, and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. So when you think about growth, what a great way to bring the theme of unintimidating banking to everything you do. So when we are talking about loans or just our brand or becoming a member, we really feed into that aspect of you need to be comfortable and really trust your financial institution who's going to be there for you and really listen to you. And what we like to say is craft solutions. So don't put someone in the box. And I think our heritage of the brewery industry keeps us unique. It really reinforces what our purpose is. So we really follow through on crafting a unique 
financial solution for every member that comes through. So that's really how we leverage it into our growth strategy. It's such a neat brand purpose. We, we talk a lot of a lot about marketing of what is your unique purpose and position and what do you really own? And that's, man, what a great, just grounding. Um, I remember when Tim Keith visited you guys for the first time, he walked in used to working with financial services type. So he has his suit and a tie and he walks to the conference room and everybody's in beer t-shirts. And Yeah, I dressed, I dressed up a little bit today, but yeah, we absolutely 100% wear your favorite brewery t-shirt, whether it's Blue Moon Coors, Colorado Native or any other local craft brewer and, and jeans. No suits and ties here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you got to stay true to the brand, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. When you think about that unique positioning and your marketing plan, what are the areas that you prioritize given that focus? Yeah, I mean, I think prioritization starts at the higher level, right? The credit union level. What are we focusing on as a credit union? And then making sure that the marketing pillars are supporting that piece of it. But one of our initiatives is a seamless member experience, and that can be translated in so many different ways. But from a marketing standpoint, it's really about right message, right place, right time. Make it seamless, make it easy. When they do need that personal loan, make it easy for them to get that when they do need XYZ. So that tends to be a high priority for us. And that is a filter we use to make sure that we're helping the member first and making that our priority, using that lens as a filter is how we choose what we tackle first. And you can't tackle everything at once though. So I think another another thing that we do is we love to map out the year in 90, 90 days sprint yep. because what we want to do is help members help first before we sell. So whenever we're thinking about whatever program we're putting together for our members, we look at what are their key questions and how can we help them answer that? And that's what we're really doing in our marketing campaign. Then we follow up with, Oh, and you know, here may be the offer or here may be the solution, but it's not necessarily rate or give back first. It's, you know, how can we help them? Whatever that may be. Makes makes a lot of sense. And then, so how does that play into channels? You you talked about the front, you know, very focused on an area, the front range and those kind of things. And you're clearly not trying to be all things to all people, but where does that play into where do you double down and where do you maybe not put your calories? Yeah. I mean, we're pretty targeted to existing members. And then targeted to those potential members. And when we look at potential members, we actually filter by, do they have an affinity of liking beer? <laughs> I think everyone needs financial help, but if they're going to come to on tap, they're going to, you know, come here because they also like that beer culture. The beer culture is about collaboration and community. So filter against that. So that helps us target. And then when you talk about, Helping first, I'll just use one example that we, we did. We um, really, you know, it's, hey, last year it was all about refis and growing mortgages. Mm -hmm. You know, mortgages are really big right now. But instead of just going out there and saying, hey, we have X, Y, Z, what we really do is talk about, you know, is that home buy journey daunting? Well, we can help you right here in your backyard. Here's a first time home buyer's guide or here's a home buyer's guide to get you started before you have to commit to this journey. And providing that help, we can do that in social, digital, and talk about the help we're providing first, and then make sure we're capturing leads when we provide that help that then can convert into actual mortgages down the road because we've helped them first. 
So I think that's just one example. And then we do, while we can help everyone up and down the front range, we have limited marketing dollars. So, so does everybody. So we really do tend to focus on that three to five mile radius right now around our branches. But then we hope the word of mouth gets out there and it goes up and down the front range. But then the other thing we do, we also do business lending. So we've also gone big on some of the Colorado Brewers Guild. We actually have a Colorado Brewers Guild debit and credit card logo that you can get from us. And they've been a great partner in connecting us with brewery, those in the brewery industry, and those who might like beer. So that's been a way where, you know, hey, we're targeting around our branches, but then we're also targeting those that at the various high-profile brewery events. Well, and you talked about, I think it's really smart to be focused. You talk about member-focused and close proximity, and then the word of mouth travels out from there, which, as it leads to more membership, you can then build those relationships. Exactly, yeah. So what kind of data analytics do you leverage to inform that strategy? You know, that they're near the geographic area. That's a given. I think a lot of the data analytics uh, that we partner with that are shared are also compared to benchmarks too. So you know some of those opportunities. Do we have as many mortgages as other banks and credit unions our size? And how are we benchmarking against that? If we're really low, then hey, maybe that's an opportunity area. Maybe we don't have the right product. Maybe it's a marketing tool. But it gives us directionally where to dig in deeper. So I think using our data and kind of having it benchmarked against others is a great place to start. So you know some of those opportunities. Oh, yeah focus against. But I also think the data can be used as a validation as well. Like, is what we're doing working? And in the last example that I gave with the home buyer's guide, it's crazy. We, the home buyer's guide is always available on our website. Anyone can download it at any time. But it's very validating when you have the data of the number of people who actually went to download it after you were marketing it in a marketing campaign. That's a very tangible one-on-one -on -one connection to see, hey, here's what we did in marketing. Here's the result. And those are the ones that just chose to download the guide. How many additional members did you reach that decided to call instead? So I think that's always been data can be very validating and rewarding in confirming what you're doing is working. When you talked about what you're doing, what are some of those aspects that you do that are the most exciting or personally fulfilling? When you know something works. <laughs> We're all marketers and we're all, we all have great ideas and fun ideas and we think they're all the best ideas out there. And it's just nice to really see that end result coming through. But I think hearing, you know, the stories, we're in credit Indian land. So just hearing the stories that come out from some of our efforts and reaching out to team members, it's usually, I usually hear it from other team members and other departments where it was like, hey, because of this, a member came to us and was struggling with their mortgage because they had cancer and medical bills and we were able to help them and we were able to turn that around. Like that is so rewarding. And really that's why I'm in the credit union space. That's why I'm in on tap because we craft those solutions. We were able to, yes, I was able to get the story out there, but then it was supported by such a wonderful team here who was able to make that solution come to life. So I think it's, it's those stories that are, that's why we all really do this. It's making a difference in everyone's life. What are some of the best practices or examples that you've been pleased to implement at the credit union as you've been there kind of over time? Yeah, I mean, I think digital isn't always natural. Everyone, I think, you know, we did a lot in the brand. But what we didn't have are triggered communications when I talk about right place at right time. 
we have all this data from our members and we know, hey, the average life of an auto loan is 24 months and we know when our members have their auto loan with us for 24 months. Most people have more than one financial institution, so how do we make sure we're the institution that's top of mind when it's time for them to get their next vehicle, automobile, just for example. So really initiating some of those automated triggered programs where it's based on life stage, where they're at, timelines where you can make sure you are top of mind. I think kind of that digital transformation is key. It's a little thing, like everyone wants to do, you know, oh, we want to do digital, you want to do digital. Well, when I joined the team, we didn't have a role on the team with the word digital in it. And I know smaller credit unions maybe don't have enough people on a marketing team to do that, but I put a stake in the ground and I was like, well, if I put digital in someone's title, then everyone around them is going to think that's what they do. And then that's going to be what they do. And really making a title change like that really made it a big influence on making sure we focus on that area. So I think that was great. And then really the mantra I said earlier, help first, sell second. I think that is crucial. So even as we're doing these campaigns where it's, hey, you're 24 months out from your last auto purchase, we're not hitting them right away with an auto offer. It's tools and tricks like, hey, in the market for a car, here's some inventory with some local partners that we have in the area. We're not selling them on the loan. We're giving them the solution or with the market being the way it is and auto inventory low, here are some 10 tips to think about if you're thinking about getting your next vehicle. So really not hitting people with the sales part, really helping them with information and content. So I think that's been great. And then I have a killer team, which is wonderful, and they have been really great about making sure we do set up actual 90-day sprint meetings. So we come to the meeting, you have to make sure you're looking at results from the last few quarters so you know what worked, what didn't work, and then really looking at the list and prioritizing what can we really get done in these next 90 days? Because I think what so many people do is they just have such a long list that they're not ever accomplishing anything. So we usually pick one product line every 90 days and it's like, hey, this 90 days, we're going to work on mortgages and we're going to come up with two or three helpful pieces of content for 90 days. We're going to do some marketing around the campaign, you know, go. Then the next 90 days, pick something else. And we, we always say progress, not perfection. We can't get everything done and there's endless amount of content you can develop. But If you can just focus on one or two things every 90 days, over time, you're going to build up this big repertoire of information. And I guess uh, having the right partners helps kind of extend those efforts and leverage. Absolutely. Well, and I will have to say, so from the data standpoint, we can pull some of our numbers on our side, but having you guys as a partner coming in, showing us how some of our campaigns are doing saves us a lot of time, a lot of legwork showing us our benchmarks as they compare to other credit unions, it saves us time from doing that digging and it really lets us focus and makes a lot of the programs really turnkey and easy once you have that data on hand. Like you said, it takes a good team all the way around. People that may spend full time in the office, but also extended part of the team. So exactly, yeah. exactly. Awesome. As we sort of wrap up here, as you think about all the impact you've had at the credit union and other places, if you were to go back in time and give your younger self, perhaps just finishing college, some advice based on everything you know now about kind of life and 
work and purpose? What would you say? It's a good question to reflect on. I think I've always in my life been a doer, get things done. But what you talked about is it's, it's your extended partners. It's, you, you can't do it all yourself. You have to be surrounded with great people to help you make a bigger impact than trying to do everything yourself. Right out of college, great. I worked hard, put my head down, but I wish I would have networked more and I wish I would have volunteered more or participated in more groups to grow your network because it, it takes time to build because now it's about just not what you know, but who you know is so important in helping to get things done. I think having someone to bounce ideas off of, having someone to fill the gaps. Like I said, digital, I, there's no way I can be up to speed on every single piece of digital and what the new changes are and what's the next thing coming out for marketing. So that's where I think networking, making sure you find the right partners. I think that's key. One of the biggest areas that I would tell myself, I figured that out a little later in life. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, that's what I would, I would tell myself. And B, the other thing, I think I'm naturally inquisitive, yeah. but I think it's hard to make the time to learn. So really making sure you dedicate that time, take time out of every month to read something new, learn something new so that you can always be improving what you're doing. Yeah. Good words of wisdom. Yeah. We actually talk about the value of curiosity. One of our corporate values is yeah. for curiosity. It's that sense of, hey, why is that? And kind of approaching right. that and you, it, it'll take you far. Absolutely. I like that. We have something fun here called the Keg Culture, Keg of Excellence, which I think is interesting. It doesn't necessarily have curiosity in it, but it does stand for, the K stands for kindness, the E stands for elegance, and the G stands for genuineness. So I think really making sure you support the culture of where you work is important. So I think that's fun with our beer theme, having the Keg of Excellence. There you go. That actually reminds me, in grad school, we had Thursday night kegs. So it was a small business school in Nashville and Thursday night, that was the thing that they, they would literally bring in a keg and it was classes were Monday through Thursday. And so that was kind of the cap of the class. And then of course, Friday was supposed to be for projects and all the and research and everything else. It was a great time of community. You talked about those kind of things. Yeah. Well, I think the one thing that's amazing about beer in general and why it's so important in culture in general is it does bring people together and it brings that sense of community. So great. And that's what you want a credit union to do as well. So yeah, absolutely. And no no tap the Rockies jokes, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I realize I don't have a beer here that I should be cheering with you at the end of our call. What is your favorite beer? We just had our 10-year wedding anniversary Congrats. at this local brewery where we had our original wedding reception at called Strange Craft Brewery, and they're right near the Bronco Stadio here, and they have a beer called a Farmhouse Ale, so it's kind of got that Belgian yeast feel, so that is my favorite, and we had such a great time at our wedding there that we did it again for our 10-year anniversary and invited friends and had beer and pizza, and it was the best way to celebrate 10 years, in my opinion. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Janelle, this has been so much fun. Thanks for coming on the show and chatting this. Thanks again. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. This was fun. That's it for today on Top Quartile. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Top Quartile wherever you find podcasts on any podcast app. 
And while you're at it, we'd really appreciate a five-star rating. And if you're interested in getting an opportunity assessment, head over to infusionmarketinggroup.com to learn more. Thanks for listening.